Welcome back, friends. How's everybody doing? I hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us today. Got some business to handle up front. The first being, please like and subscribe to this podcast. It is on all major streaming platforms, including Apple Music and Spotify. You can find me on Instagram as the underscore Poptimist, as well as on Facebook as Taylor Berryman. Also, if you want to have some listener questions, I'd love to start doing a Q&A section. Feel free to email me at thepoptimistpodcast at gmail.com. In addition to that, a uh, new episode of Man of Science, Man of Faith is now streaming. We are talking about Run, Hide, Fight, the new movie that was put out by Daily Wire. You can also find us on Instagram, Man of Science, Man of Faith. What's up, Millhouse? What's up, man? How are you doing? How are I'm you doing, doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Just rolling with the punches. Man, I'm telling you, dude, January's been something, dude. It's been dog shit. I do agree. It's been bad. It's been, it's been like abnormally bad. Like so much bad has happened this month for me. I don't know about you. You know, it's hard to have perspective sometimes after 2020 in the year we just had because it was a pretty tough year. And everybody said it a million times. It's affected everybody in some capacity. But I think everything's going to calm down eventually. You know, yeah. coronavirus was unforeseeably a bad thing that happened to everybody. Um, so with uh, the way the universe works, it'll balance out. I think it'll Dude, I, something, something good will happen. I hope so, man. I need some positivity in life. I mean, like, it was like, what, the first week after January started and I was broke down on the side of the road? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was yeah. like, if this is any sign of how this year is going to go, then... Whew. Right after you got your truck back. Yeah, it's literally the week after I'm back. I'm back in Nashville. I'm getting rolling. Got some momentum into the new year. And then I break down on the side of the road. Yeah, and you have an old F-150? Yes, and it just got a new paint job, and you took care of a couple of things. It's just got a brand new alternator in it. It's got a, a brand new transmission. It's got, you know, it's it's good. It's good now, but that alternator, man, it just, just, it just stopped working. You had called me, and it was about 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> and you said, hey, uh, I'm on my way home. I'm like a mile from the house, and my car's broken down. Can you come over here? So I came over there. While we were on the phone, I was getting pissed with you, pissed at you because you couldn't tell me where you were or which street you were on. You just told me to go towards the highway, and I was like, there's no fucking highway close to our house. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, that was... I felt bad because I was like... I was panicked. I was freaking out. I could tell. But and panic makes things worse. I know. I was panicked. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you where I was at, dude. I was, uh, I was stressed. For the record, I wasn't mad that you broke down. I was mad you couldn't tell me where you were. <laughs> Dude, I tried so hard too. That's a, that's a sad thing. Is like what you heard that night was how I would explain directions to anyone, and that's not good. No, that's not no, good. It was bad. But yeah, so we got that settled. But dude, it was like we had to call a tow truck to freaking tow it like the first place we called said it was going to be three hours which is a tow truck place right by our house yeah literally right next to our house and they said it was going to be three hours yeah she didn't have anyone there at the moment oh my gosh that that was rough i mean we got it towed but it felt you know it did it felt like it took forever we had that cop follow us you remember that uh no that cop followed us to our house that night no I, oh really 
No. I had no idea that a cop was following us. Yeah, so that cop, remember that he flashed his lights and he seen that we were broke down, right? No, I don't remember this at Bro, all. I promise this happened. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, this happened. So that cop flashed his lights because he seen that we were broke down and he just kept going, but then he kept driving around the neighborhood, right? So he watched the tow truck come get us and then he followed us back to the house and then parked over there. On the side of the road next to our house. I did not see that and at then all. He waited till I paid the tow truck driver and then he left. It was it was really weird. It was like he thought I was gonna like, I don't know, do something to the tow truck driver, but that, that was wild. Are you sure that it wasn't just your imagination, Millhouse? No. Was dude, there an actual cop there? I'm telling you, there was a cop there because Ned came outside, and I was like, yeah, that cop followed us. I don't I don't recall a cop. I don't remember a conversation about a cop. I remember a cop going by us. Bro, I'm telling you that happened. I swear. He was probably just bored and had nothing to do. Probably. Yeah. Apparently, that's like some some rule. If like somebody's getting towed, they always like make sure that they're not doing something to the tow truck driver. Like, really? Yeah. Like they get pissed. You know? Like you've seen like repo. Oh yeah. You've seen like repo, like shit like that. Yeah. A couple, a couple of uh, months ago, one of our neighbors here, I saw their car get repoed. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. Tough times, dude. Tough luck. Have you ever watched that show? No. You've never watched Repo? No. It's a lot like Cops. Have you ever it's seen, just it's, with Repo? It's just with Repo, yeah. Yeah, Repo, it, man. It's also, you would, you would really love Repo, that, that TV show, because it's very similar to like if Trailer Park Boys was real. You saying well, a white trash mill house? I'm saying it's dude. When you see repo, maybe there's, I am. There's a lot. There's a lot of places in West Virginia that repo was filmed. Probably, I would assume. <laughs> I love cops, dude. That's probably my favorite show to watch when I have nothing else going on. Like if I just need some noise on in the background or something like that. Yeah. Because it's always interesting to see. We had a little cops marathon with Zach that night. Yeah, I remember that. Dude, cop, cops was great. It's sad that they canceled it or whatever. But did they really actually cancel it though? I mean, I uh, guess they're just stop stopping right. Dude, they wanted to cancel Paw Patrol because yeah, it was pro cop. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, dude. It, America's jumped a shark now. Paw Patrol. I mean, I've I've never watched Paw Patrol. I don't think it was around when I was a kid. But that's crazy. It's about like a puppy dog who's a a cop. It's an animated children's show. That's insane. That is insane. It's insane. But, yeah, well, Repo's canceled. Cops is canceled. Paw Patrol's gone. What next? Everything's canceled, Every, everything's dude. Everything's canceled. Trump banned from Twitter. Maybe rightfully so. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? It, it feels weird. It feels like weird with his internet presence gone. Doesn't it feel like different? It feels weird. It's like I feel two ways about it. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing that these tech companies have this much power, but it's good that at least everybody's somewhat chilling out. I mean, people are still freaking out over the Capitol and all that shit and all the QAnon people are still freaking out, which to me, I've decided this is my official Poptimist statement that QAnon is the equivalent of the, the liberal version of Russia collusion. Yeah. It's the same thing, dude. Yeah, I, I think QAnon's pretty out there. I think it's pretty out there. It is out there for sure. I think I had this moment of realization with it, and I talked to Zach a lot about it, where it's just like a lot of this shit sounds too good to be true. They're going to arrest all the criminals in our fucking government. That's never going to happen. 
That it, it's almost like uh, just like a a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's not like something real. It's it's like somebody wants this to happen. They're trying yeah. to manifest it into happening. By yeah. get, they're trying to manifest it into happening by getting all these people on board that all want this to happen. So they're going to manifest this into real. And Donald Trump just fit the personality to make that happen. He did, so, you know. And if you want to be an even deeper conspiracy theorist about it, if you want to go deep down the rabbit hole, maybe this was something that the government organized. Maybe this was like a psyop to use to dismiss people and radicalize them because a lot of those QAnon people are radicalized oh yeah you know they they're pro-gun they're and there's nothing wrong with being pro-gun but it's a particular kind of crazy of the people that went to the capitol and stormed it you You know what i'm saying you have to be really extreme dude there could be a protest about the government wanting to kill all bass players that like vaping and they like big tits and I still would not show up, dude. I'm just not interested in protesting. I'm not, I'm just not interested. I don't know what it is in me, but anytime I see someone protesting, I'm just like, I I just don't feel that strongly about anything. I mean, I have opinions on things for yeah. sure, but I just don't know what it actually does other than gets people riled up and causes more chaos i have chaos fatigue yeah i I don't i don't feel like i could ever go to a protest about anything i I really don't maybe maybe it's because i'm always working i never have time yeah and that's one thing but i I don't care enough well also who are these people who midweek can take off from their job and just go storm the dc capitol yeah you got to wonder about those type of people too because they probably don't they probably don't have a job in general at least right now yeah you know, and to be able to just take off and go there, spend a bunch of money, you know, like what idea is this? What do you, what, what's your goal? Well, Ariel Pink was there, you know, Ariel Pink. Yeah. I know a little bit more about him now. I can't say that I listened to any of his, his he music. got kicked off his record label because he was just at the protest. He wasn't like one of the violent rioters or anything like that. And it, I just wonder where does this. Where does this end? You know, people are so mean and negative and nasty to each other. And to a certain degree, I think it's because there's so much shit going on and people's realities and brains were broken from the last four years. Because looking at Donald Trump, it's like we don't even have a lot of time away from it. But just being away from it, the amount that we've been, even though he's still president, you can already start to see how crazy things were. It was an acid trip, dude. It was. And most people can't handle an acid trip. I'm not, af- I'm, I'm not afraid to live in that world where an acid trip is going on all the time. There's a lot of people who are, you know? I mean, I don't blame them. It doesn't make them bad or wrong. It, it, it was honestly a really stressful time. It's just so much flying at you constantly. I, I feel like the world's always been this crazy. It's just now it's revealed how crazy yeah. things are. But also, I feel like if you go back to like, and maybe this was just where I was a kid or whatever, but like if you go back to like 2014 and like 2012 and all those years, I don't feel like we were, we were this crazy. I feel like you could be, at the time, for me at least, you could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, you could be whatever, and it wasn't like all up in your face. You didn't want to kill each other. You didn't want to kill each other, you know, and now it's like, I would never say, I never say anything political 
you know, I'll, I'll, I just won't. Why? You know, because I have views that other people would consider, you know. Like what? Like, <laughs> okay. I have views that if you'd buy Hollywood would be considered a terrorist because you're a conservative. That's what they think, at least. Yeah. So, I mean, like, now... Uh, do people nowadays, in government think that, not just uh, yeah. not just Hollywood? Yeah, nowadays, if you if you have any conservative views, you know, whatsoever, or any moral standings, if you have any morals, you're just a terrorist. Well, what do you mean by morals? Well, okay. Um, it de- I guess it depends. So, morally being like... Um, what was it that I read yesterday that I was like, that's, that's crazy. Um, Oh, when we were talking about the school shooter in the movie and how his name shouldn't be printed, how his name shouldn't be printed to me, that's morally wrong that they print it and give him fame. Yeah. That's morally wrong. So if I have that moral belief, then, you know, people think that that's bad. Well, there's this, uh, privileged, class in America that if you have the correct views deemed by society, you're allowed to be as anti-Semitic or as racist as you would like. Yes. Cause it's like Ben Shapiro, you know, I think Ben Shapiro is okay. He was a one who put out the movie with daily wire. They got into the movie business, but people are horrible to him. They call him Nazi. They call him all this shit. And he's like a Jewish man, kosher, yeah. Was a virgin until marriage, wears a yarmulke every day while he's working, while he's on camera constantly. He's like a devoutly religious Jewish man. And people call him a white supremacist and a Nazi. And it cheapens the word, you know? And here's the other thing. There are actual white supremacists oh, and yeah. Nazis. Oh, yeah. That, that believe like Hitler was right and all that shit. Yeah. But we are, we are not... I guess, like like I was saying before, we're cheapening it. And we're not giving it the credit that it deserves. And I I disagree with those people wholeheartedly. But I think it's dangerous when you start banning speech because people are only going to get more radicalized. This only radicalizes people on the right more. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure there could be fair arguments uh, made for Donald Trump doing the same thing to the left and Antifa and shit like that. And I'd honestly love to hear it because I'm open to it. You know, I'm, I'm, I just want distance from this whole situation. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for a little bit of calmness because it seems like right now the American empire is on its very last legs. I feel like, I feel like you're right. I feel like we're on our last, our last leg. I feel like a, a lot of like what you were talking about, like people being called Nazis that aren't Nazis is like we've devalued language. We have devalued language completely. Yeah. There's no meaning to any words that anyone says. Like, if you say, I love you to someone, that doesn't mean shit nowadays. Basically. Well, what, what would like, you... just in general, you know. What would you say is the way that we can actually unify and bring people together? Honestly, I think it's art. I think it's music, man. I think it's music. Because, like, music's the one thing that can bring, like, everybody together, I think, to some degree. You know, like if you go see a, a concert with people, you're in a crowd of people that are Republican, conservative, whatever, or uh, Democrat, liberal. Well, yeah, yeah, you know I what know I mean. What you mean. Um, and like nobody, nobody's talking about it. They're just there to see a show. Yeah, I, 
Well, the, the, the downside is to it that the, a lot of artists are getting radicalized too in their political beliefs. Yeah. I, I get, yeah, that is you know great. what I mean? And yeah. it's like, just even going against the grain and saying you disagree with that, people call you names. It's definitely happened to me. Yeah. You know, and I don't consider myself a, an enemy to, to anyone. I'm, I'm, I would say I'm a very open-minded person. I have some conservative beliefs, but I also have some super liberal beliefs. Like, I, I believe in no one should go bankrupt if they get cancer or some shit like that. Yeah, I believe we, that too. We need the police department. We need our roads... Um, it's like, we just need to reform some of this shit to make it better to serve the average American person. Yeah. And I don't know how you do that. I, I, I have decided though, that from here on out, I'm writing in Joe Rogan every single year for president. <laughs> I'm not going to vote for any more mainstream candidates. No. You know, I'm, I'm super disappointed in Donald Trump. He didn't pardon Assange. He didn't pardon Snowden. He didn't do shit. I mean, he did some good stuff during his presidency. But really, he's just a fucking egomaniac. Yeah. You know, and it was a sobering to see the, the capital troll. moment. Yeah. He was an egomaniac and a Twitter troll. And that's yeah. in about all it was for four years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to be positive this year. It's hard to be. It's hard to be. Absolutely it is. And I think that we live in a world now where mental health is denied more and more every day. Yeah. And it's taboo to talk about. But I feel like... There's going to be at some point in time in America where like we just we got to look take a look at that because I feel like that's the reason all these people get radicalized is because they they're not stable yeah. mentally so they they look for things to to comfort them and it's these uh, these uh, politics you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or these people to believe in like Kamala Harris they look for figures to believe in well in in America we have this. Messiah fetish that yeah, someone that, is going to come down from the clouds and save us. And Donald Trump was an example of that. Obama was an example of that. And there's no one person that's the solution. Like the president really sets the tone for America. Yeah. As far as like how we behave socially, I think. And I think these last four years really showed that. But I think it's better for most people just to be. In a calm and hypnotized state. I don't think it's good for America. To be on acid. To be on acid. <laughs> Not everybody can handle an acid trip. Yeah. So I got a, I got a question for you then. So you asked me this, but I, I didn't I didn't hear your response to it. So what's one thing that you think unifies people? Aliens. Aliens. Well, truthfully, not even that. I, I really don't know at this point. I really baseball? don't know. Baseball? <laughs> I, no, no, definitely not baseball. A lot of people hate baseball. Um, I really don't know what will unify people. I don't know if there's any way that that is, can ever be done because really America is a social experiment. And right now the experiment has been failing, I would say, for the past decade or so, if not longer. Yeah. I think that I guess you know what aliens might be might be right because you could find any person. Well, I feel like half of the people are gonna want to kill the aliens, then the other half of the people are gonna. Oh, so maybe it won't unify. No, yeah, yeah. because humanity doesn't change. It's not like we're gonna have this moment. It's just like gonna be picked up by CNN and Fox News, and they're each gonna have their take on it. I just look forward to a day where people don't 
run to all of this corporate fucking news for how to live. Yeah. I think that's a big problem right now. Maybe with younger generations, things are going to change. But I don't know. I really don't. You know, I've, I've lost a lot of friends from just kind of speaking my mind, even though I'd be super open to, to talking to anyone, just hearing what they have to say. But it's never really uh, welcomed. I don't think the alien thing would be either. I think people would freak the fuck out. Firstly, everybody would freak the fuck out. Half the people would say that they're demons. Yeah. And the other half of the people would try and give them money. They'd be like, we <laughs> need send to send them money. Need, yeah, send them money. The government would be like, we need to send them money immediately. <laughs> so they can. Uh, I, had, I had this thought the other day. It was like, if aliens came down to Earth right now, it would twin, uh, it would trend on Twitter for an hour and then we'd move on to the next bullshit. I thought about that. Well, the CIA released all those UFO files yeah. and was like, yeah, we don't know what these are. And that's all that happened with it. It trended on Twitter for an hour and then we moved on. That that guy on a, on Joe Rogan, uh, Av Loeb, or something like or that. Something yeah, like that. that guy was interesting. Talking about talking about the uh, asteroid or whatever that he thinks houses aliens. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So you've been working at a studio lately. Yes. Can you tell, can you tell uh, me a little bit about it? Yeah, so I've been I've been working at Trashman Studios for about I, I've probably honestly been working there for about six months now. I would say actually working in there. I've I've known him for about a year, but I've been working in there for about six months. What is what does it look like in there? Um, what's the setup? So we have a downstairs, which is our tracking live room. Um, there's a drum kit in there, a 1937 Steinway Grand in there. Um, that, that's been tuned every six months since 1937. And, uh, we have some guitars down there, some amps, uh, it's acoustically treated. It's super, super nice in there. GIK. And, um, we got an upstairs, we got a, a new board and, uh, studio monitors. We got a whole setup. Uh, there's pictures on the studio page. Yeah. So how can people find the oh, studio page? Yeah. So uh, you can find us on Instagram at Trashman Studios. Um, you can talk to me about the studio on my Instagram. It's me, Millhouse. Producer Millhouse. Producer Millhouse. And uh, Gerard's G the Trashman. That's uh, the studio owner. But yeah, I've had a lot of fun working there. I've, uh, I've got to do a few projects there. I've got to, to help um, mix for Cerebral Cortex. And uh, it, it's been nice. I got my first track released, mixing for him. Congratulations! Uh, That's a good feeling. Got the second track kind of released on the thirty first, uh, the "Fuck You" track. Yeah, that's what it's called. And um, we'll uh, we'll be doing a whole album together this year. Nice. So that'll be cool. Great. Let's do the news. All right. Okay. Which one? Do, uh, we start start off with the first story that I sent you. Okay, yeah, I actually read about this uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, Phil Spector, famed music producer and convicted murderer, dies at eighty one. Do you know anything about Phil Spector? Not really. Not until I, I read about him uh, yesterday. I know all the people that he's worked with. Yeah, the like Ronettes, the like, Ramones. Yeah, like we've listened to both of those, and we've listened to the Ronettes and the Ramones in your car. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that he was uh, the producer for them. Yeah, so Phil Spector, arguably one of the greatest producers of all time. 
he really got his start back in Los Angeles, I think in like the 50s sometime. And he was definitely a psychopath. There's all these stories of him holding people at gunpoint and like playing songs for them on the piano and just being an absolute fucking lunatic. Uh, he definitely ruled by might and he lived by the sword, which got him life in prison, imprisonment because he shot a girl in the head. He shot a girl in the head and she, uh, there was a whole court trial about it. He ended up getting life in prison. I think he died of coronavirus in jail. Wow. But he's one of the all-time greats. I mean, uh, Martin Scorsese, who's one of my favorite directors, a lot of his uh, movies have uh, Phil Spector songs in them. So at the beginning of Mean Streets, or I don't know if that's at the beginning, but there's Be My Baby, which is a famous Ronette song. And then in Goodfellas, it's Then He Kissed Me, which is a, another girl group song from the 60s. But he has a real big like wall of sound production style which he's famous for that influenced brian wilson a lot from the beach boys yeah he was always trying to replicate phil Spector's sound because he would work in his studio and have four guitar players two piano players two drummers an upright bassist an electric bassist all this stuff so back in that time frame before there were stereo was all these mono tracks that were uh, I guess compressed. I don't really know much about the technical aspect of that, but they were symphonies because he was really influenced by rock and roll and classical music. Yeah. So everything had this huge sound to it. Yeah. So I, I, I read a little bit about him yesterday. I really had never heard of him. I, I of course knew the people he worked with, but I have a question for you. Yes. And this, this is, this is the big, cause this is what I was reading about. Do you think that the, okay. So the producer, Phil Spector. Yeah. Do you think that that devalues the art that he created? Or do you think that the art that he helped create or, or made with people, do you think that that should be viewed as separate than his life? I think so, yeah. I I think so. Should I mean, art be art? Art should be art to a certain degree. I mean, it, it's... I'm a fan of Phil Spector, so I'm biased. I'm a fan of that music. I obviously don't like him as a person or any of his methods or anything like that. But the music is such a big part of American history, in my opinion. American music history. It ushered in a whole new era of sounds. And plus, I mean, he influenced Brian Wilson, who's one of the greatest songwriters and producers of all time. Yeah. And that's undeniable. Even Ronnie Spector. Ronnie Spector released a statement. See if you can find it real quick. Because she uh, was really abused by Phil Spector. There's a couple of great documentaries about him on YouTube. And there's also a movie that was on HBO with Al Pacino playing Phil Spector. And he was crazy. Like, he would wear wigs. He would do all this nut shit. She said said, uh, he was a brilliant producer but a lousy husband. Yeah. I mean, it, she's he's very she's, abusive. She's even uh, viewing the art as art, you know. Not well, I nece- mean, not necessarily with his personal life, but like it's a big part of her career. It's how yeah. she got her start. Yeah, she said it's a sad day for music and a sad day for me. Well, you have to also look at situations too. I mean, they're different, but like Michael Jackson, for instance, yes. he is still a celebrated artist despite the the black eye on his legacy of being accused of child molestation. He was never convicted of it. There's a lot of smoke where there's fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people seem to think he was. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it seems like it. Or you look at someone like Louis. Like Louis C.K.? Yeah. Yeah. Louis C.K. Um, and I really don't know what the right answer is for that. I think it, it's up to the individual to decide. If people decide, hey, I don't want to listen to Phil Spector because he did this, that's fine. Yeah. But it's a little bit hypocritical for someone to say that and then still listen to Michael Jackson. Jackson, yeah. And you can make the argument that Phil Spector was convicted and Michael Jackson wasn't. But we're all just trying to sleep at night, I guess. Yeah, that is true. Let's move on to the next one. Yes. We got some baseball news. The Mets have Francisco Lindor. So what's Steve Cohen's next move after Blockbuster? Okay. So basically what happened is the Mets traded for to the Indians for Francisco Lindor, who is arguably one of the best shortstops in baseball. So the Mets have a new owner, Steve Cohen, as you were just saying. Yes. And he took over the team, and this is like a ushering in a new era for the Mets because they're spending money and they're getting good players. I don't know what that's going to mean for the season, but it's exciting to, to potentially have two good baseball teams in New York. With the yeah, Yankees, the Yankees and the Mets. Yeah, being the other one. The I, th- I think it's way better when both teams are good. It's way more exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Potentially meet up in another Subway series. Yeah, Mets are going to be good in the next couple of years. That'd be cool. But um, the interesting thing is they traded from the Cleveland baseball team, formerly the Indians. Yeah, which is well, a would they change thing. it to? That they're just. Go- I think they're just going. They're they're doing what the the Redskins, the team formerly known as the Redskins. Are what do they do? What do they call it? Uh, the base, the Cleveland baseball team. Or are the, you serious? Cleveland baseball club. I don't know if it's going to be this season. This might be the last Indian season. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, I don't really know how to feel about. As that I get it, but at the same time, it's been there so long. It has, but is it? I, I just don't have enough perspective yeah, get, on yeah. this to okay, really yeah. say I'll either agree. way. I agree. I I don't know. Maybe it's just like uh, I don't know. It's it's weird, you know, for like a big chain to change their name. It'd be like if Subway changed their name or something. Yes and no. I mean, it, it's strange that a big company is changing their name, but there's something behind it. I yeah. ima- I imagine they're probably going to change it to something that's more like I don't know, something that's something a- that pays homage to yeah. the city of Cleveland or uh the old black like baseball leagues before teams got integrated, something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be against something like that. That would be kind of cool. Would be cool. Yeah, but um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's uh, end of a chapter. I mean, yeah. they're they're a broke ass team anyways. The reason that they traded Francisco Lindor is because he's gonna his contract's gonna be up at the end of the year, and they weren't gonna re-sign him because he's gonna be too expensive. Become because he's become a star player. Yeah. So. Now, you know, there are some rumors that he might go to the Yankees if they didn't re-sign DJ LeMayhew, whatever. But we'll see. I'm, I'm just excited at the prospect of the Mets being good because they already have a couple of really good players. So Nice. Nice. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Yankees to re-sign DJ LeMayhew. I don't think I said that right. To six-year, $90 million contract. So this is a big deal for Yankees fans. Yeah, yeah, it's a Spotify (laughs) Joe Rogan Spotify deal, exactly. Um, Because basically they were trying to avoid the luxury tax. There was a a whole standout that kind of happened 
in uh, the offseason. Like, is DJ going to come back? Is he not going to come back? In my opinion, he's a true Yankee. I'm excited that he's going to be with the Yankees for the next six years. He's in his early 30s right now. So really, if you're lucky, he has good four years. And I think those last two years were just kind of to avoid the luxury tax. And they're going to keep him on because he's going to be like a strong leader for the team and able to help younger guys and shit like that. So I think it's a good move, obviously. They also signed Corey Kluber um, for a, a pitching deal, which they're in desperate need of pitching. And uh, they, they could potentially win the AL East this year because the Rays traded away their biggest player, um, Blake Snell, to the Padres, which is a good move on the Padres' part. So we'll see what happens yeah. on that front. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait for baseball season to start. Yeah, dude. I, I, I like baseball, too. I, I was really into it as a kid. I, I really want to go once the pandemic ends, which I keep saying that, but it just ceases to not end or whatever. But I really want to go to a baseball game. Yeah. Like a major league one. Yeah. I've, been to, I've only been to two. Which ones have you been to? I went. Well, I was both at the Pirates. Who were they playing? Uh, the Cubs and the Reds. Those were probably during shitty years too, right? Yes. For both those teams. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, I liked watching the Pirates. I really liked. Um, but they crushed. Uh, they crushed the Cubs and the Reds. Mm-hmm. But the Reds, they're not. They're not good. They're, yeah. They've never been good. They're well, not. they were good last year. They made the playoffs. Awesome. Which no, no one expected them to do. Trevor Bauer is still a free agent, and he was a pitcher for them. So he's probably not going to re-sign with them. But Everybody like you know from back home is a Reds fan. Is a Reds fan or a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Really? And uh, the, you're, a, you're a Reds fan and you're a Cleveland Browns fan. So it's like you get just shitty teams all around. <laughs> well, the, Bra- the Browns were good this yeah, year, right? Yeah, the Browns were good, dude. They made it all, like, they almost made it all the way. Yeah. I, I'm sad that they lost, uh, lost their game in the playoffs. Do you have any Super Bowl predictions? Not really. Who, who's playing it? Do you know yet? Is it the Chiefs? Is I think the Chiefs? the Chiefs are still in. The yeah. Packers are still in. Yeah. The Bills are still in. See, my, my, I really wanted the Bills to make it. Because I was looking at it a while back. I was watching a few games. I really wanted the Bills to make it, but I don't think that they're good enough. If, if they could make it, they would. if they made it, they would be the underdog. They're in the AFC, right? Mm-hmm. Who is it, the next team that they have to face? Um, let me look real quick. Because now Tom Brady is away. The Patriots had a horrible season. Yeah, I know. I've seen that. Yeah, I, I don't follow football all that much. So we got the, the Rams and the Packers. They played, let's see. Oh, the Packers won. Packers won. I think it's supposed uh, Bills, to be. Bills beat the Ravens 17-3. to Yep. Um, and Chiefs beat the Browns 22-17. And Buccaneers beat the Saints. Yeah. So it could potentially be a uh, Bills, know, Bills, Bills Chiefs, right? Because yeah. Chiefs are NFC, correct? Yeah, it, it could be. Yes. Yes. It could, are it could the, be uh, Chiefs and Bills play. Uh, Buccaneers are also NFC, right? I believe so, yes. Interesting. Uh, so, what is your prediction? You want it to be? I would like to see the I would like to see the Chiefs and the Bills play the Super Bowl. I think that the, if if that would happen, that the Chiefs would win. The Chiefs are the new Patriots. They're the, the new Chiefs dynasty. Are, yeah, they're, they're the new Patriots because of uh, what's his name, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's a superstar, dude. He's good. He is. I I'm I'm excited to see uh, see who goes. You know who's playing the Super Bowl this year? Well, 
Oh, like the halftime yeah. show? The half-time no, show. I don't. See if you can find it. Dude, I swear. Maybe I just, uh, maybe I'm making this up, but I thought the weekend was. I think you might be right about that. Which, which will be cool because the weekend had a killer last year. Yeah. Last year he killed. One of the few people to be killing it last year. Uh, Do you see Lana Del Rey has a new album coming out? No, it's uh, actually maybe. What's it called? Uh, Kim Trails Over the Country Club. Yeah, I yeah, believe it had a really weird name. Yeah, I think I think she had some controversy with it too. Like people were calling her a Trump supporter and saying she was a white supremacist. I'm being serious, yeah, dude. Really? I'm not even trolling Lana Del about Rey. that. Yeah, Lana the most, Del Rey. Like, hippie, you know. Yeah. Any girl that I know that's a hippie or hipster or whatever, they fucking love Lana Del Rey. Yeah. You know, like she's like the farthest thing from that when you think about it. But I really don't know who's playing. I think it is the weekend. Yeah. I, I think I think it is the weekend. I'm just gonna assume it is. Okay. Oh, it is the weekend. Yeah. 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 You got that last story? Yes. Yes. Let me get there. Um. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see him him play the the halftime show. I hope I get to watch the the Super Bowl this year. Last year, I didn't get to. Um, okay, this MLK Day in Nashville, officials cut the ribbon on National Museum of African American Music. Right on Broadway. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, I think this is that's a big awesome. deal. I think this is really cool, man. You know, African American music is such a huge part of American music history. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, for sure. blues influenced rock and roll, like absolutely, it, and that's the beautiful thing about music because music is really, it tells the story of culture. Oh yeah, and there's all that. Well, uh, it's it's now opened. Yep, they've been building it for about two years, but I think this is pretty big. And there's something poetic too about it being on Broadway, which is like white person central. Oh, yeah. With all the honky-tonks, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. I think it balances I, it out. I think it's cool. I yeah. think that's great. I, I'd like to go there soon. I would, too. I would really love to check it out. I'm, I'm super excited to go see it. It's on 5th Ave? Yeah, or, so it's right on, I think, Broadway and 5th. Yeah. Because they have also a new complex that there's like a food court in there, too. I don't know when that is supposed to be opening, but they're putting like a Prince's Hot Chicken and a couple of restaurants. Oh, nice. And maybe some condos in there or something like it that. It looks really cool. Have you seen pictures of it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. That's the one that they've been... You know where it is? Have you? No. So when you drive down Broadway. Broadway, it's like right across from Bridgestone Arena. Oh, okay. Or yeah. like Catacombs. Oh, yeah. I know, I know exactly where they've been building. Yeah. I didn't know what they were building there. Yeah, that's super cool. I'll have to go check that out. Um, yeah. Uh, when did it open? It, oh, MLK, yeah. MLK Day. Also, oh, just a few days ago. Yeah. Or yesterday. Yeah. Nice. That's super cool. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, so yeah, go check that out. I think it's cool that it's going to be a part of the Nashville music tours now. It's going to be a big part of uh, of the city. I'm hoping. Uh, Nashville itself has a lot of history with with African American music too, which often isn't talked about. Uh, Jimi Hendrix got to start here. When he left the army, he was playing down on Jefferson Street all the time at like an Elks Club or something like that. Mm-hmm. Him and Billy Cox were who's a great bass player that played in Band of Gypsies with him. Um, so I think it's it's super important that in James Brown he recorded Sex Machine over at a studio on Dickerson Pike, 
where George, George Jones recorded there too. And I think it was rumored that Jimi Hendrix might have had a session or two over there as well. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. I can't remember what the name of the studio is that's there, but you drive by it, you see it's just like a dilapidated building. Yeah. Uh, but it deserves to be historically protected because it's such a large part of music history in Nashville. That's as, awesome. As important as anywhere. It would be cool if someone revamped the studio and opened it back up. That would be awesome. I'd love yeah. to see that happen. Me too. I, I, I wish more stuff like that happened, you know? Well, thanks everybody for listening this week. Uh, Maybe next time that we do one of these episodes, we can have a Q&A segment. So just uh, email thepoptimistpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, tell a friend, share it. If there's anything you like on this show, um, just tell someone about it. Awesome. Thanks, Millhouse. Mm-hmm.